Welcome to Lawyer to Lawyer, Martin Emery, Marvin. <laughs> Welcome. Did I say it right the first time when I said the intro? No. <laughs> Welcome to the program, Marvin Amore. No. Yeah. <laughs> Amore. Yes. The hard problem for Bob is that he has to know which hole to plug the wire into on which end. It's a wonder he has kids. We'll be back again, and we'll, we'll flub it up one more time. Thanks. That was pretty bad. Welcome to the award-winning podcast, Lawyer to Lawyer, with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrosi, bringing you the latest legal news and observations with the leading experts in the legal profession. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, and welcome to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. This is Bob Ambrogi coming to you from outside of Boston, Massachusetts, where I write a blog called Law Sites. Don't you write another one, Bob? And I write another blog called Media Law. Yeah, I don't want to get that. <laughs> this is trying Craig to say Williams something different coming- for a change. <laughs> this is Craig Williams coming to you from Southern California. I write a legal blog called May It Please the Court and uh, published a book called How to Get Sued. Yeah, if we keep up at this rate, we'll be uh, all finding out how to get sued. Well, before we introduce today's topic, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Clio. Clio uh, has an online practice management program for lawyers, which you can find at www.goclio.com. And Bob, we have now entered our 10th year. That's 10, count them, 10 years of podcasting. Uh, And as such, we are overdue for our anniversary show. Bob, today is that day. Yeah, that's pretty cool, Craig. I think we recently figured out that we are, besides being the longest-running legal podcast, I, I think we are one of the longest-running podcasts of any kind. Uh, I've only found one or two, perhaps, that are longer than us, so it's, a, it's, a, it's quite an achievement. Uh, and as many of our listeners may know, our first show was launched on August 31st, 2005, Back then, the show was still called Coast to Coast. Uh, It was the first podcast for the Legal Talk Network, which had only just started up around that time. Uh, Later, we had to change our name uh, in part for marketing reasons and in part because uh, we were – Received a cease and desist letter from a, a guy named George Nouri who has a national radio show called Coast to Coast uh, about extraterrestrials and paranormal events. Yeah, and as a consequence of that cease and desist letter, uh, we actually, actually I did, copyrighted the Coast to Coast name. So we'll have something to say to Mr. Nuri about that. <laughs> when the folks from the Legal Talk Network researched way back in the time when they booked our, our next guest, he also happens to be our very first guest, is Michael S. Greco. Michael Greco is currently of counsel at K&L Gates LLP, an international law firm of 2,000 attorneys and an emphasis toward large business interests. He's a commercial litigator, an arbitrator, a mediator, an appellate lawyer with more than 40 years of experience in resolving complex business and other disputes throughout the United States and internationally. In addition, Mr. Greco is the former president of the American Bar Association. And during his interview with us some nine years ago, he discussed his initiatives at the ABA that included access to justice in civil matters, as well as the organization's commitment to helping solo practitioners and small firms. Welcome back to what used to be Coast to Coast and is now Lawyer to Lawyer. Michael, glad to have you on the show. Well, thank you both for having me. Well, uh, we're going to do something a little bit different today, which is we're going to, uh, as a as a 
as a little treat for our anniversary show, we're going to hand the interview platform over to Mike Greco uh, and let him ask us the questions for a change. But before we do that, I just want to quickly get caught up with Mike. So, uh, Mike, uh, last time we had you on, you were just beginning your term as ABA president. Uh, It's been about nine years since then. What have you been up to? Well, I came back to my law firm in Boston, uh, K&L Gates, which, as you mentioned uh, at the start, is, a, is now a global law firm uh, with uh, offices in 40-some cities and 17 countries and five continents, and it's uh, mind-boggling. When I started as a lawyer 40-odd years ago, a firm, large firms were 40 people, 50 people, so that's a change. But I came back to the firm. I'm doing commercial litigation, uh, arbitration. Uh, I'm still active in the American Bar Association, um, chairing the ABA Center for Human Rights, for example, uh, advisory council now of the of the center. Uh, I'm still working on access to justice uh, issues for America's poor, uh, chairing the ABA's project on the International Criminal Court. Uh, we're trying to strengthen how that court works. That's the the only permanent international uh, international criminal court uh, we have at the Hague. So I'm keeping busy uh, with uh, law firm things, uh, ABA things, other things. I'm uh, I'm having a wonderful time. I have no complaints, and I probably owe it all to you two guys because you had me on your show <laughs> nine years ago. So I'm delighted. Well, we to got be you back. your start. I, I think that yeah, kicked it off for you, Mike. Uh-huh. Yes, it did. It did. So that's uh, on the personal and professional side. That I think that's all I really need to point out. Uh, maybe some things will come up as we keep talking, but uh, that's—I you know, think that's sufficient for now. Good. Well, Michael, are you ready to interview us? Well, I, I am ready, and I have some uh, questions for both of you. In fact, uh, the first uh, couple of questions are so. I'm going to ask the same question to each of you, so uh, the second person can be thinking about the answer. Uh, has a bit of an advantage there, but Bob, I'm going to ask you the first question. Since you and I have known each other for what thirty years or more here in Boston, um, and here's the question: You've been talking about legal issues on the air for many years. Why and how did you get started in law? Well, Mike, it's kind of interesting, and I've, I've probably told the story on the show at some point or another. But I actually went into law because of an interest I had in journalism. I was involved in journalism before I went to law school, and uh, I went into law as a way to get ahead in journalism. And uh, of course, Mike, you and I first met each other many years ago when I was the editor of Mass Lawyers Weekly here in in Boston, and uh, uh, much of my career was spent in journalism. So uh, that's why I went to law school. Good. Well, you've been able to combine, I think, those skills, uh, the journalistic skills, which are still strong, and, and your uh, training as a lawyer. I think that's a great combination. So, so Craig, uh, you've heard the question. Uh, you've been talking all about these issues all these years. Why and how did you get started in the law? Well, it's somewhat like Bob from the beginning, but it changes. Um, I, too, was a journalism major in college, and uh, my first job out of law school, or excuse me, my first job out of college was working uh, for, the, for AT&T in their public relations department. I got into, uh, at that point, working in insurance and managing an insurance agency and just found that there was no intellectual challenge to it, and I really missed writing. Um, so I went into law school to get back into writing and to get an intellectual challenge, and it has done both for me. Mm. 
That's great to hear too. As as you were talking, Craig, I was thinking that that if I had not gone to law school, uh, I would have been in journalism. I think there's something that attracts the same mindset to those two professions. Uh, and the other thing I I want to point out is that uh, lawyers need uh, journalists, and journalists need lawyers because the story that the legal stories that the two of you tell are so important, and it won't wouldn't happen unless they're trained professionals in journalism as the two of you have been. So I take my head off to both of you. So question number two, over the years, uh, you guys have covered a lot of Supreme Court decisions, U.S. Supreme Court decisions. In your opinion, what's been the most important decision since you started doing this show about 10 years ago? Bob, let's start with you. Oh, I have to say Citizens United, uh, uh, you know, just because it the 2010 decision from the Supreme Court, just because it uh, essentially gave private corporations uh, and wealthy special interests the protection of of the First Amendment to spend without limits in influencing elections, and we're, we're seeing that uh, in a big way during this current campaign cycle. I think uh, so. I, I would go with Citizens United. Okay, Craig, how about you? The most important decision from the Supreme Court. I would have to say that since we've been working on the show, Marbury versus Madison. <laughs> really? Were, were you there when the decision was read in court? I'm pretty sure that Bob was. Um, Bob? <laughs> and he, he, told, he, he told me about it. So I'm, I'm, I think that, um, yeah, that's probably mine. I'm just going to stick with Marbury versus Madison. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, you know, all kidding aside, that's the decision for all the lawyers in the audience uh, know uh, was what set – the the template for the, how the U.S. Supreme Court uh, established its powers to review uh, legislation come from Congress and acts of the executive branch. So that is uh, one of the most important, perhaps some people think it's the most important Supreme Court decision at the very beginning. So I have another question for you guys. Uh, the, the two of you have shared a lot of moments on the show. Bob, what is your favorite Craig moment? Well, both Craig and I have, have kind of stumbled a lot over names sometimes and, and whatnot over the years. But my, my favorite Craig moment is actually not a moment on the show. It's a, it's a story Craig has told a couple times on the show, though, about uh, uh, a trip to, and he may have to correct me on this, but he was traveling in uh, either New Zealand or Australia or somewhere on the other side of the world when uh, he encountered somebody who walked up to him and said, hey, aren't you Craig Williams? I know you from that Lawyer to Lawyer podcast show. Uh, and I thought that was pretty funny that somebody on the other side of the world would recognize Craig from a podcast that we're doing here in the United States. Yes, that is, that's remarkable. I may not have the facts right. Craig can correct me on that. No, that's so, the, you got it about right. Uh, Craig, uh, share with us your favorite Bob moment. I'm going to jump in here and kind of take it a little bit away from Bob, but um, so along the same lines, Kate Kenny, who used to be our producer before our current producer, Lawrence Coletti, uh, Kate was in a bar in Boston and was sitting down talking to somebody and she mentioned that she worked at Lawyer to Lawyer and the guy that was sitting next to her says, oh, so you get to work with Bob Ambrosi and Craig Williams? <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, but actually, my, my favorite Bob moment is, and it really makes me jealous, Bob was uh, an attorney in the Caribbean. And he worked and, and got to know a lot of people in that area. And it's one of my favorite places in the world. And I'm very jealous of Bob that he got to work there. And I really don't understand why he still doesn't work there. 
You know, the two of you reminded me, remind me of a, of a similar situation, I, uh, a moment that I was involved in. I was getting on an elevator in Washington, D.C., in a hotel, and two uh, people were getting off, and one of them said, oh, my gosh, you're Charlie Gibson. <laughs> and I, I, I said, well, uh, someone's already playing that role. I, I, I'm not Charlie Gibson, but he was my classmate at Princeton, believe it or not. And uh, if you're going to, you know, liken me to somebody else, you know, why don't you pick someone who's better looking than Charlie Gibson? So that was my moment. We all get mistaken. There is a little bit of a resemblance there, Mike, I have to say, now that you mention it. Well, we'll talk offline about it. (laughs) (laughs) Charlie's a good guy. He's no longer on ABC News, of course, but uh, still active uh, in many ways. So, all right, I'm going to get to my next question. so the two of you have interviewed hundreds of guests on Lawyer to Lawyer. What person would you like to interview that you haven't already interviewed? Uh, Bob, let's start with you. Uh, well, I was actually just chatting before we even started taping the show today. Some I, I have always wanted to get a Supreme Court justice on this show. Uh, we have actually tried a couple of times uh, to do that without success uh, and I'm not fussy. I'll take any one of them, but I would, I, I think it would be fantastic uh, and fascinating to our listeners to have any Supreme Court justice on this show. So that's, that's my choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Craig? Well, I, I've always wanted to interview somebody more important than a Supreme Court justice, so I'm just going to go with Denny Crane from Boston <laughs> Legal. I'd, I'd really <laughs> like to have William Shatner on the show to interview about uh, the the filming of that show and the consultations that they had with lawyers and you know because we all know that the stuff that's on boston legal or used to be on boston legal isn't true but uh, it's fun to watch and i'd love to interview william shatner as denny crane Mm, yeah well good answers both of those good answers so um moving along here uh craig who was your favorite guest of 2014 and why I, i have to say uh alex Kaczynski, Judge Alex Kaczynski, the chief judge of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal, he was recently on in a show that we did on the death penalty with Mike Farrell, who played uh, B.J. Honeycutt on MASH. And I've been, uh, I have done some appeals before Judge Kaczynski, and as a consequence, he's become a good friend. Um, He throws a party, or not a party, but a movie night at the Ninth Circuit Courthouse about once every couple of months, and that's always fun to go to. But when he interviewed with Mike Farrell, Mike changed his mind about the death penalty. He had come on and talked about uh, firing squads for death penalties. And Mike is a is an anti-death uh, penalty advocate and is a president of the organization that uh, is against the death penalty. And during the conversation, for the first time ever, I think, I'd heard uh, Judge Kaczynski admittedly say, well, you know, Maybe that's the way to do it. That's probably a better idea. And I'm, I was thrilled to hear, because um, we all know, and, and uh, Mike is a litigator as well, uh, you know, we're all litigators, and it, it's always difficult to change a judge's mind. And uh, I, was, I, I was very pleased to see it and glad that it happened on our show. That's, that's interesting. Bob, how about you? Who, your favorite guest of 2014? Uh, I'm, I'm always uh, kind of a sucker for the uh, 
the veteran lawyer, a couple of veteran lawyers we've had over the years on this show uh, who, who talk about their careers and their experiences. I mean, we, we've had F. Lee Bailey, Jerry Spence, people like that. But this year we had uh, four at once. We had one show on the Trial Lawyer Hall of Fame where we had uh, four of the nation's top uh, plaintiff's lawyers, Mike Papantonio, Howard Nations, Tom Girardi, and Fred Levin all in one show. And uh, uh, I, I, I think it's fascinating to listen to those folks and, and hear them talk about their career and their successes and their wins and what they've learned from their careers. So that was the one I liked. Mm. That, that easily could have been a five-hour show because of all of the experience and, <laughs> and all of the yeah. uh, anecdotes they probably shared. So yes, and, and, as yeah, you know, and, and they like can all talk. tell a story. <laughs> they can all tell a story, each one of them. Well, that's what a trial lawyer does. You, know, you, you guys know that. I mean, you're, when you're in the courtroom, uh, juries and judges uh, listen to you not reciting numbers, facts. They want the human element of, of the case, uh, humanize the, the people. And, and uh, when you see a, a jury listening to a really able lawyer who knows how to do that, that's when the, the connection is made between the lawyer, client, and the jury. So uh, I, I'll have to go back and listen to that show. I, I can get get a copy of it, I think, um, and do that. But I have one last question, guys, and it's this. Uh, Bob, what's a show that you've always wanted to do on Lawyer to Lawyer that you haven't gotten to yet? I'm going to ask the same thing of Craig. Yeah, well, really, I, I guess I'm kind of uh, failing on this answer in the sense that I'm repeating something I've already said, which, again, I, I, I just I would love to have a Supreme Court justice on this show. Uh, I'm going to keep keep working at it. Uh, I think I think that would make for a great show. And I don't think there's ever been a Supreme Court justice on a podcast that I know of. Uh, so we, we could have a first if, if we got one here. I'd love mm-hmm. to do that. But, mm-hmm. um, okay. That's it. OK, uh, Craig. I, I want to do a show on the one thing that I really don't think I've ever done successfully after a trial, and that's I want, I want to interview some jurors on a, a high-profile case. I think it would be fantastic to sit for a half an hour and listen to a couple of jurors talk about a high-profile case that they were involved with, uh, describe the jury deliberations, and describe uh, what influenced their decision and what the lawyers uh, were asking and the questions that they wanted asked, those types of things. You know, after a trial, you always want to go and talk to the jurors, and some are willing to stand around and talk to you for a while, and some aren't. But I've never really followed up and spent half an hour or so talking with a couple of jurors to find out about what they liked about my case and what they didn't like about it. I think it would be a big benefit to trial lawyers to have that uh, interview because we all wonder what goes on in the jury room. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, if you ever do that show, let me know, because I've, I've talked with a lot of jurors uh, after trials, both that I've won and lost, and, and, it, and I've been amazed at, at some of the things they've said uh, about the, the trial, what we thought was working. In some instances, they, they didn't understand, or what we thought was kind of a giveaway uh, issue they seized on. So that's a very interesting uh, subject, so I hope you get to do that show. So that's, those are my questions. Uh, Bob, yesterday, and I were in the same room for a meeting, and he heard me say that I'm going to China in 10 days because I teach, and in addition to my practice, I teach a course at Peking University Law School in China. And the students are fluent in English. And when I teach the course, which is international criminal law, 
uh, invariably I'll think of a case that, that I worked on that it was in the tried or that some some aspect of it and much like u.s law students uh they love to hear about actual experiences in the courtroom and uh you you two guys allow that to happen i mean the guests you bring on uh help educate not only other lawyers but the public about uh, very important issues well with your help mike we'll be big in china very soon well, I'll I'll uh, I'll do my best. Uh, give me give me some of the logos, but but seriously, I, the the last thing I, I want to say is uh, along the lines I was just saying, I, I, the fact that the two of you have been at it for ten years now says to me how important your show is. It, I think it's a great service to the profession, legal profession, and to the public to listen to you and the guests you bring on. And the fact that you've been doing it for ten years and going still going strong is proof of what I just said. So I look forward to your 20th anniversary show and interviewing you you again at that point. But in the meantime, uh, you have my very best wishes. Well, thank you very much for being with us today, Mike. We really appreciate it. I've enjoyed it. Thanks. Thank you, Mike. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, and before we move on to our next segment, here's a word from our sponsor, Clio. Hi, my name is Kay Kenny from Legal Talk Network, and I'm joined by Jack Newton, president of Clio. Jack takes a look at the process of moving to the cloud. Now, how long does it take to move to the cloud, and is it a difficult process? No. With most cloud computing providers, moving your data into the cloud is something that takes just minutes, not hours or days to do. You can get signed up and running with most services in just a few minutes. And even if you have an existing legacy set of data that you want to migrate to a web-based practice management system like Clio, there's migration tools and migration services that we're able to offer to ease that process. So most firms can be up and running in the cloud in less than five minutes and can have their data imported in a matter of hours or days. We've been talking to Jack Newton, president of Clio. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you. And if you'd like to get more information on Clio, feel free to visit www.goclio.com. That's G-O-C-L-I-O dot com. And welcome back to Lawyer to Lawyer. This is Bob Ambrogi. And uh, of course, here with me for our anniversary show is my esteemed co-host, Jay Craig Williams. Uh, what have you got for us this segment, Craig? Well, Bob, we're going to play a game called Name That Guest. It's a game where we're going to take turns seeing how well we know our guests from prior shows, and uh, I'm going to be embarrassed, but are you ready? Well, we'll both be embarrassed. Don't worry about it, Craig. I think I'm ready. All right, here we go. The first guest was with us in 2007, and he was very excited to tell us about his new position. So play that clip. It is a busy year. It's been an amazingly busy few weeks. Since I accepted the position, I am still teaching full time at Duke Law School. So, Bob, right, well, name that guest. Well, well, that's that's an easy one uh, because that's besides uh, being a guest on that show, he was actually our second ever guest on that same show that Mike Greco uh, w- was on with us, our, our very first show. That's Erwin Chemerinsky. Uh, and he was talking about the fact that he had just become dean of the uh, School of Law at, uh, at UC Irvine. Um, right here in the same town where I am. Yeah. yeah. I'm an old friend of yours, I know, as well, too. Right. All right. Uh, well, uh, score is one to nothing here. Uh, here's one for you, Craig. <laughs> 
This guest joined us in 2010 to talk about podcasting. In fact, she is the person that got me interested in podcasting. So let's play that clip. Um, well, I, I was uh, a listener to podcasts early on and was sort of um, reading along with the blogs of folks who developed podcasting as it was unfolding in real time. Can, can you name that guest, Craig? I'm going to guess Denise Howell. And I'd say you're right. Denise another, is another kind friend. of a neighbor of yours, right? And, and, yeah, exactly. She's here in Newport Beach in Orange County and also a good friend of mine. We became friends through blogging and podcasting. I've been on her show, and she's been on ours. Great. One-to-one. All right. Here's another one for you, Bob. This guest was with us in 2008 when he gave this memorable quote about public transportation. Play that clip. Now, I I don't really take that seriously, but uh, it seems to me that this is a case of getting caught with your pants down, and uh, they wanted the government to put a sheet over them while they pulled them back up. Who else would say that? I, I, I do know who that is. And actually, he's a, sort of a neighbor of mine. He doesn't live here any, where I am now, but uh, he grew up uh, right in the next town over for me. That's Mark Randaza, uh, First Amendment lawyer uh, and uh, uh, always outspoken on, on whatever topic he's addressing. Uh, That's right. Good for you. Yep. Two to two or two to one. All right. I've got another one for you, as it turns out. Uh, this recent guest gave us the following rundown when he shared his feelings about lexicography. Play that clip, please. Lawyers do only two things for a living, speak persuasively and write persuasively. Lawyers are expected to be exact in their use of terminology. The better ones certainly are. And uh, might you ever be able to guess who that was, Greg? Yeah, really. Um, that <laughs> is That is my legal... Uh, icon, God, uh, best writer I've ever met, Brian Garner. I thought you were going to say me when you with that introduction. Yeah, you're second, Bob. <laughs> okay. Close second. Well, there's uh, going to be a tough one, one coming up for me. you. Here's okay. one more. This 2010 guest values her privacy and does not like the NSA. Play that clip. The lack of discussion of privacy really concerned us because we knew that if we didn't get in early, um, the chances that there was going to be privacy protection in this system uh, w- would go way down. Now, see, this is another one where I have a little bit of an unfair advantage because I just interviewed the same woman uh, a couple of weeks ago at the Clio conference uh, for for the Legal Talk Network uh, setup that they had there. And uh, so I recognize her voice well and... Uh, that's Cindy Cohn. She's the uh, legal director at the Electronic Frontier Foundation. That's exactly right. And they've been a frequent guest on our show because of the positions that they take and the, co- and the topics we cover. They have, and because they're one of the few organizations out there fighting on some of these things. So uh, as a matter of fact, if you go to the Legal Talk Network special reports, we do have a, a recent interview with her. And it was uh, really, a, she gave a fascinating talk at the Clio conference. I encourage people to go listen to that. All right. Well, one more for you, Craig. Uh, this is uh, this is for the trophy, I guess. Here, um, this guest joined us on our third anniversary show, and uh, he happened to play us, write us rather, a, a theme song which we shared on the air. So let's play that clip. I am actually now working on for release, probably early next year, what I think is going to be the world's first lawyer surf album. 
Can you name? Can you name that guest? Well, I, I'm. I, I was going to. You know, as soon as he said surf album, it threw me off because there's a group here in Orange County called the Stingrays that um, is a really good surf group. But uh, that's Larry Seville. That is Larry, and uh, and he's one of our favorite guests. This is the only guest who's ever written us a song. Yeah. Do we have a clip of that or? legal issues and the coolest guests the most fun you can have while wearing a vest that's lawyer to lawyer We're going to have to change our tagline, Bob, to uh, the most fun you can have with the best. I do love that. Uh, that's great. Uh, and really appreciative to Larry. Larry has been a frequent guest over the years. And uh, for many years, we always had a Christmas show or a holiday show with Larry. And uh, always a lot of fun. All right. Well, our producer is giving us the final score here. I see on our text <laughs> messages that we go back and forth. It was first Bob 1 and Craig 1. Then it was Bob 2 and Craig 2. And now... It says, oh, the little pen, three to three. It's a top. <laughs> and our producer thinks that we can't count to three. So that's good. That's what he thinks of us. We, now we know. We finally proved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one to one and two to two and now three to three. That's great. Well, uh, oh, anything else? Uh, any, other, any other fond memories of the show? Anything else you wanted to share before we finish up here, Craig? Yeah, there is one very fond memory. Um, <laughs> and I, I will have to say, Bob, it's been working with you. Um, Throughout the 10 years that you and I have been on this program, um, we've met a couple of times, you know, in, in, but we're on opposite sides of the country. And it's really like having a brother. Uh, it's just great to get on here with you, uh, listen to your questions. I marvel at your newspaper intuition and your ability to ask those really incisive questions. Um, they're, it's been a, an honor to work with you for these 10 years, Bob. Thank you. Well, that's very nice. that's very nice, Craig. Uh, I so of course feel the same way. I I, I always think it's it's kind of funny. Uh, a lot of people would not know this listening to the show, but uh, when we were first matched up for this show, uh, one one of the ideas uh, was always going to be that you and I were probably going to come at things from different ends of the political spectrum, uh, and 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 perhaps uh, see things uh, much differently than. Uh, uh, from each other's point of view, and it, as it's turned out over the years, uh, we we tend to agree with each other more than much more than we disagree, uh, and yeah. so it's been a lot of fun working with you, and it's been it's been great. And uh, uh, I uh, like you have just enormous uh, respect uh, for your ability to ask just the right question at just the right time that really throws somebody off their guard and uh, leaves them uh, un- quite unsure uh, how they should answer you. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I also, I, you know, I just wanted to give a shout out to the people who, who really do make this show possible. I, uh, we have a a producer for the show, uh, right now, Lawrence Coletti, who is, uh, just uh, tireless in his pursuit of the perfect guest, uh, the perfect show topic. He works really, really hard on this show and, uh, I really, really appreciate what he does. And then, uh, we have an audio engineer, Mark Oblinger, who, makes makes a he's a magician in terms of making us all sound good uh and uh i really want to oh, thank you know uh, express a a deep uh, amount of gratitude to both of them for the work that they do and uh they've been great and it, it's it's been, been uh they they've done Kate Kenny and uh 
our our former team proud because uh, Mark and and Lawrence have done a fine job for us, and Adam Camrus, the head of the organization, um, we were privileged to work with this group. Yeah, they're good. Uh, Adam and uh, Trent Trent Carlisle, the CIO, CTO, Jim Pickle, their COO, all good folks. And then, yeah, the original LTN folks for many years, this company changed hands uh, uh, a couple of years ago now, is it uh, is that long ago? Um, but, uh, you know, the founders of this network way back when, Luann Reeb and Scott Hess, were uh, the ones who got us started doing this. And, of course, you mentioned Kate Kenny and, uh, and our longtime audio engineer who, against our best advice, went to law school and is now a lawyer, Mike Hockman. Uh, so and and Mike has a new baby and Kate is expecting. So we're we're excited about having some uh, grandchildren in our show. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, thanks to all those folks and thanks, of course, most of all to the people who've listened to the show over the years. Uh, without you, uh, there really would be no point in us doing this. So we really appreciate the fact that you've done that. And and we're just going to put it out there since Bob has mentioned it several times and I'll mention it as well. Anyone who has a connection with someone on the United States Supreme Court, <laughs> if they could get us one of those nine as a guest, we would be very honored. In fact, we would be very appreciative of that. And uh, I think it would make, as you said, Bob, a great show, wait, nice way to start off our 10th uh, year. Or if they'd rather all come on together, we'd take that too. Sure, we'll take nine. I think we could probably handle nine, although we'd probably spread it out. Uh, and as a close runner-up, uh, one of our other fun guests has been Tony Morrow, who covers uh, the Supreme Court and gives us that inside information uh, about what they're doing and how they're doing it. So we've, we've kind of gotten to the Supreme Court, but we're not all the way there yet. Well, Bob, that brings us to the end of our show. And as you did, I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in for the last 10 years. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed listening as much as Bob and I have enjoyed recording it. It's been another great show and another great year. I'm Craig Williams. And this is Bob Ambrogi. Uh, join us next time for another great legal topic. And remember, when you want legal, think lawyer to lawyer, which, Craig, I think you were the one who coined that little phrase. We'll give you credit. Maybe. I think you probably have the copyright on that, I think. Well, let's close with that theme song from our third anniversary show and feature Larry in all of his glory. Lawyer to lawyer, pack them in your pod, they'll never bore you. Malibu to Cape Cod, the hottest legal issues and the coolest guests, the most fun you can have while wearing a vest. That's lawyer to lawyer. Thanks for listening to Lawyer to Lawyer, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrosi for their next podcast covering the latest legal topic. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.
The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Som. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.